0: Hello, I'm Sammy Lucas and just like that, the ladies of Sex in the City are back. And I'm so excited to welcome you to this new potty where we all get to celebrate the ladies, the sex and the city all over again. So I'll be calling in some other Sex and the City superfans to help me review the new episodes of the reboot. We'll analyse the storylines will critique the fashions the men and all of the new characters and those glamorous manhattan locations but before the reboot actually hits our screens i wanted to enjoy a little stroll down memory lane i've called in my dear friend kerry sackville she's a writer an author and she's hilarious and she is about the most passionate sex in the city fan i know so we're going to chat about our obsessions with the show and we'll get into a little preview of the new series. What we know is going to happen, what we think might happen, what we'd like to see happen, and what we hope doesn't happen. I don't want to see Big Die. Please don't let Big Die. So let's go. Episode one. Kerry Sackville, thank you so much for joining me on the very first episode of this new potty. This is my dream come true. It is (laughs) the moment that I've
1: been waiting for, the moment I've been training for. (laughs) The culmination of all my interests and and joys, basically. Here we are. Though I have to say I'm approaching this with a bit of trepidation because I think I've told you I'm not keen on this reboot. I will be watching it. I will be obsessed with it, and I wish it wasn't happening. How can you be obsessed with something but not keen on it? Well... It's it's sort of like if you have a baby that you're not planning to have a baby, right? The baby comes, you love it, you're obsessed with it, but in the time before it comes, you're thinking, what the hell have I done? I don't Why need is another thing? The ending of Sex in the City was about the most perfect episode of television I've ever seen. I watch it all the time. Mm. You know, I see it play out in my mind. You know, at the end when she says, take me
0: home. I, it's
1: perfect and I wanted it to stop there. I, I know, don't but want we it can't
0: to- pretend it stopped there, Kerry. There were two movies, okay? We so, can. We can pretend. No, there <laughs> were two movies. Uh, I, I can't describe how much I'm looking forward to that moment when I'm sitting down to watch the first episode of this new series and I hear that familiar Latin jazz soundtrack and a little vibraphone twang.
1: I actually vividly remember going into the movie theatre to watch the first movie. as it the second one? I've blanked it out. It's taken a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, very traumatic. But the first one, I really do remember sitting in the theatre and hearing that music
0: come on. I think we've had some really big hitters in TV land over the last couple of years. like Shows that really got people talking. We're talking Bridgerton, Squid Games, The Crown, Schitt's Creek. Succession. Ozark. I mean, the list goes on. But I don't think there's anything on this level. Is it? too dramatic for me to say this is or was one of the most iconic TV shows of all time for our generation.
1: For our generation and for women. Um, And I think... Every single situation that I have experienced as someone you know, on the dating scene for like nine years has been played
0: out in an Me episode too. of Sex and the City and my friends. I've just been watching it back. I've done a deep dive back into the first series and I've watched all of these moments and they are my life. There's moments where I've thought... Did that actually happen to me as well or do I think it happened to me because I saw it on Sex and the City and it seems so real?
1: Absolutely and all of the all of the things that that played out. For example, one of my favorites was when Miranda finally meets this really cute guy and then he stands her up and she's really upset because she's been stood up turns out he's dead and they go to the wake and they're like, "Oh, and he's really handsome." And um you know, just that whole idea of being stood up and then finding out the reason why. And you sort of, and we all say to ourselves,
0: oh, he better be
1: dead if he's stood up. Yeah, exactly. He's abducted out.
0: by aliens or dead. The original series, it was a story about sex and the city, but really it was about the power of female friendship and these women supporting each other through all stages of their lives. For me, those friendships and those relationships were more important than any of the men or the sex. It was
1: right up until the final couple of episodes. And that's why I think Sex and the City is so controversial and that's why I think from a feminist perspective there are questions about how it ended because the whole way through the show it was about these four women and, as you said, the way they supported each other. And there were some really pinnacle moments. Do you remember when... Charlotte had her miscarriage and all the girls mm. were supporting her. And even you know, the little that's things like do. like meeting for brunch. They would always be meeting for brunch. I mean, they had a lot of time to meet for brunch, these women. I don't know where they found the time. I
0: read a quote that said the whole premise of Sex in the City was rich white women having sex and then talking about sex over brunch. But that's exactly what happened.
1: Exactly. And. And they did and they all supported each other
0: and, and they were family. They were their chosen family. Yeah. I really do look forward to seeing how that whole theme around female friendship translates to this group of women in their 50s. Yes. Things change. Things change but also Life I changes. think the final episode changed everything because it was
1: always about them and in the final episode we see all of them paired off. As great as their friendships were, as rich and fulfilled as their lives were, ultimately the happy ending for all of them was a partner. And so I think that's probably... A little unfortunate that that's how it
0: ended. Well, then in the movie, first movie, mm-hmm. Samantha breaks up with Smith. Yes. And says, and I the, love yeah. you, but I love me more. Yes. Remember that? Oh, beautiful who, moment.
1: Oh, and who <laughs> couldn't forget
0: her eating her pudding afterwards in
1: the plane? <laughs> Do you remember that? With <laughs> the, the, the dog and stuff. the dog bag. The dog and the pudding. But yes,
0: it was. It was about the beautiful power of female friendship. You can't be a true Sex in the City fan without having two key conversations. Which character was most like you? And were you Team Big or Team Aiden? I always identified with Carrie. I always identified with Carrie not because of her annoying
1: personality because really I've watched these episodes three, four times each and she is so annoying and she's so self-centred. I always identified with Carrie not so much as a writer but the fact that she was constantly chasing the wrong men and getting involved with unavailable men and that really
0: (laughs) spoke to me. There has been a considerable amount of carry bashing over the years and looking back you can see she was so annoying so and annoying. so desperate in her pursuit of Mr Big and this unavailable man but I still I still love her she's so endearing but I look back now and I think the one I would most like to identify with is Miranda yeah. because she's whip smart she's funny she's practical she's no shit her character seemed to evolve The most She had the the greatest Character development Over the series Like Charlotte The way she ended Is kind of the way She started You know Absolutely Upper East Side Princess looking for A rich guy Samantha Sexpot Always a sexpot Carrie Kind of just Cool but chasing big Whereas Miranda We really saw Her character change And grow and develop Yes because she was
1: In the beginning Very very angry she was that friend, we've all got a friend like that, who's been on the dating scene for a long time and is a little bit of a, you feel doesn't really like men because she's so defensive. Are you
0: looking at me when you say that? I, I was looking at
1: you because you're across the table. You are not who I was thinking of at all. Um, God, I love, I love Steve. I think he's, he's incredibly sexy. I think he's a fabulous guy. And their relationship embodied the whole idea that it's not about who looks good on
0: paper. It's about who clicks with you. Chemistry. Chemistry. Well, that's my next question. We need to get to Team Big, Team Aiden. Mm. And all of the men of the series mm. couldn't stand Aiden. Me
1: too. Could not stand him. He was grovelling. He was weak. He was sniveling. So I was always Team Big. And I understand that he treated her terribly. But, you know, in, in real life you'd be telling a friend to get away from him. But in the context of a fairy tale, which it was, Team Big all the way. He
0: played that character so well, though. And I was Team Big... The whole time, and now I look back, and I'm like you. And it was Steve. As I've rewatched the series, <gasps> why did we not see that the first time round? I mean, but
1: I always loved Steve, and I also always loved Harry. Yes. I thought Harry was fantastic. I don't know if I could have overcome the plainness. He's a fantastic character, but you couldn't sleep with him. It wasn't just the way he looked and the bald head and all of that. It was because bald men can be very sexy, but the sweatiness and the yes, awkwardness and all of that, and the you know the toilet paper stuck on his face when he was patting down his sweaty head. But he's a fantastic <laughs> guy, and he's smart, and he's funny, and
0: and I think they get a divorce in this new series, which we'll get to. I, I, this is like a physical blow. I, know. It's, I have some theories and I just Need that's to breathe through this, Sammy. Can okay. we just take a. So the original series ran for six seasons, only six seasons, from 1998 to 2004. It's almost 20 years old now. Some say it's one of the most revolutionary series of the 90s. You know, these women came along and they talked about sex and they had lots of sex and they took charge of their sex lives. But some people say it hasn't aged well. Mm. In fact, it's Mm. aged really badly. I think it's aged really badly. I think
1: the themes have aged well, the themes of female friendship – um I think ultimately the the ending has aged extremely badly because as I said the ending is basically all four of them meeting their prince charming and the whole point of the series was that they didn't need their prince charming mm. so I think that's that's aged really badly and then there were moments all through the series which you would never get away with now oh so for God. example there was a lot of gay panic yeah um there was the whole idea of bisexuality being what was it a a gate to gay town or a path Mm -hmm. to gay town so they didn't believe in bisexuality Mm There was a lot of small
0: penis shaming. There was big penis shaming. The there circumcised was... men. For a series that was focused on sex, it was surprisingly regressive in many ways. Oh, and, and it was That's... a lot of kink
1: shaming. <gasps> yep. Like a, and that was one of the premises. So and these it... men wanting to do weird things that we
0: all know aren't actually especially weird. Men wanting to talk dirty in mm-hmm. bed. Look, I just hope they're going to embrace diversity this time around. It looks like maybe they got the memo here and things will be a little bit different. I I think there's going to be a lot of diversity. I hope it's not
1: tokenistic Mm. because we've certainly seen in the series that every time there was a character of colour, it was a huge, huge issue. So if you remember when Miranda was dating the doctor Mm. who was for the Knicks Knicks, who was living in her apartment building and it was very much a a huge part of their relationship because she was watching a TV show at the same time, which was a, a black man with a white woman,
0: I think I read somewhere that of all the men that all the women dated through the whole series, there were three black guys. And one of them had a sister
1: who didn't like him dating a white yep. woman. Mm-hmm. These weren't mm-hmm. black men who were appearing incidentally and just another character. It was always an issue, their race. Yes.
0: and then, But, yeah, the way they handled bisexuality was always uh, it just – Felt off,
1: yeah. And they... even the fact that the two gay characters end up together
0: at the end in in was it the first
1: movie or the second, second movie? Second movie, second movie, because they're the only gay people who are in the show, so they have to end up in a relationship. They're the most ill-suited couple you could ever <laughs> possibly imagine.
0: End up married? Yeah, no, nah, didn't buy that. The new series has been described as navigating the journey from the complicated reality of life and friendship in their 30s to the even more complicated reality of life and friendship in their 50s. And I think representing women in their 50s is really interesting for us to discuss as women in our 50s what they need to cover. You know, I mean, I've made a list death, divorce, dating, kids, menopause, friendships. Covid? Are they going to touch on Covid? Also career changes, I career? think, is a really big one.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Sex. So I read in an interview, one of the new characters said, "There's still a lot of sex in this version. Their Gee. sex lives are very active." Gee. Oh. Wow. Okay. Did you know that women over fifty still have sex? I had no idea. Neither did I. That's amazing really? news. Isn't that good to wow. know? Wow. Still groundbreaking. Still. I'll <laughs> have to. I'll have to go and have some. I didn't know I was allowed to. <laughs> so. Dating in the in the show, obviously. The whole series really was around these women dating. And I think we, we don't know who is dating in this series no. because, as you said, other than Samantha, who's gone, Miranda, Carrie and Charlotte are all meant to be happily loved up. But if they do go there... It'll be very different because when they were dating in the series in their 30s, there's a heavy energy around dating at that age, the pressure to find the person to marry, the person to have children with. And as we both know, dating in your 50s is a very, very different energy.
1: Yes, and I really hope that they reflect that in the show for whoever's dating, that the people on the dating scene in their 50s come with a huge amount of baggage. And I hope that they depict the real life struggles that women in their 50s have
0: on the dating scene. We have seen shots on set of what looks like a funeral and insiders say a major character is killed off in the first episode. It'll be a big death. Focus on big, which is making us all think it's got to be Mr. Big. SJP has said it represents that anything can happen and anyone can go just like real life. But how realistic is this show, really? And how realistic do we want it to be? How could Carrie afford $500 shoes every week on a writer's wage? Well, she couldn't. Do, do we want it to represent real life? Also, I, I,
1: don't, I, I don't buy that, SJP. Sorry if you're listening, which I'm sure you are. The only reason they would have someone die in the first episode is as a plot device to get somebody on the dating scene. The person I believe it will happen to is probably Big not just because of the whole big death thing, but because they've broken up so many times before, it's just going to be tired to have them break up again. What What's going to happen now? I mean, he's, you know, he's going to have a relationship crisis and, and wonder if he can stay committed. He's done that 15 times. So it has to be something else. It so, has
0: to be fresh. Okay, let's get into the nitty-gritty of the new series. How do you solve a problem like Samantha or Kim Cattrall who didn't want to be involved? We know now what happens. And look... Ooh. We're recording this episode now. By the time it's actually released, there might be more plot points that come out. Samantha is not dead. She is in London. She's had a falling out with Carrie and she's moved away. So she is still a part of the series, but she's not there physically which leaves the door open for her to reappear down the track. It doesn't explain why Miranda and Charlotte wouldn't still have a relationship with her. But I really, I love this storyline and I I think it's really going to resonate with a lot of women. We have friendship falling outs in our 50s. Absolutely. Don't? And they're significant Absolutely. falling outs with people you thought would be in your life until your funeral. Yes, I've, I've had
1: a couple and it's awful. It's like a bereavement. It's like a divorce. It's incredibly painful. Mm. And I think there is an expectation with female friendships that that we don't have with romantic relationships. As much as we would like a romantic relationship to continue, we all understand that some romantic relationships end. Even if you marry the person, it can end in divorce. But with female friendships, we we tend to believe they're going to be walking beside us our whole lives. Mm. And it's shocking and devastating when
0: it changes. And it's also... The sort of shedding dead weight friends, those friends that you've had around for a long time and you don't really enjoy catching up with them and you walk away from every catch up going, oh, I just don't, I didn't really enjoy that. But you keep them around because you can't deal with the friend breakup. Yeah. But then when you get to your 50s, you're like, what am I doing wasting my time and energy on this person? The flip side
1: of what I was just saying, there is no paradigm for friendships to end and you know how to do it with a romantic relationship. You say, look, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me, it's not working out. I need to be alone or I need to go in a different direction or fall in love with someone else. There is no way to do that with female friendships. We don't have the, the language for it. And so the only way to deal with a friendship that you don't want anymore, short of having a huge bust up, is to gradually ghost them. And that's yes. awful. And we've yep. all been ghosted by friends. We've all had the friend who takes longer and longer to answer our messages and kind of gradually does the slow fade out of our lives. How much will we miss Samantha? <laughs> so much. Samantha is the one character who doesn't have a great deal of subtext. She's not manipulative. She's fresh. She's She's got this sort of almost childlike kind of love of life and men and penises. and She's unapologetic. You know, it's just, this is me. Unapologetic. And her with a man is like, you know, my daughter when she was really young with a new toy. It's like, oh, this is so much fun. And and then when she's sick of it, she'll just chuck it away. You know, there's a real purity about Samantha despite her, you know, her hobby, um, which is penis basically. Yeah. Um, and she's funny and she's so warm and generous. I mean, they're
0: they're all warm and generous really with each other. Except for Carrie. But Miranda Carrie... and Carrie have that closeness, though, more than the others. Yeah. Miranda's the one Carrie turns to. And, yes. And Carrie's the one Miranda calls first. Yes. Yes, When she definitely. has a problem. Apparently, I've heard Carrie reaches out at the end of this series to Samantha to try and mend the friendship. Ooh. Okay. The big mystery we can't wait to solve. Mr. Big, does he die? Do they get a divorce? Why is Natasha spotted on set? Why were Carrie and Big spotted shooting scenes together in Paris in October? Was it a dream sequence? My theory, Big is not dead. Ooh, He cannot be dead. I think maybe they he cheats. Maybe he cheats with Natasha. But then they get back together because the plot has been from A1 from the pilot episode. So tired. If that happens,
1: that is so tired. It's so old. We have seen that play out so many times But that's what
0: got us through six seasons and two movies is they're together and then they break up and then they're together and then they break up. I mean, from the very first episode, the very first words, once upon a time. It's a fairy tale. A guy and a girl meet and fall in love, and that's big, and Carrie, and they follow that through the entire series that they end up together. They can't change that formula now. It seems to work. I think he's dead. I think the only way they can have
1: anything fresh and new and exciting is to kill him off, and I think that Carrie is going to hit the dating scene after a suitable period of mourning, but I I think that's the only way they can move forward.
0: We know that Carrie is spotted on set yeah, pashing this hot new guy. Who's he? I can't wait to see more of him. He looks lovely. But well, let's let's delve into the mystery. Chris Noth said in an article he was initially hesitant to reprise his role as Mr. Big because he said he didn't feel he had anything to offer in that role. Again, uh, he said it was a little bit of a creative negotiation to get him back So he was ultimately sold after the EP, Michael Patrick King, shared his vision for the role. And he said once he got together with King and talked it through and talked about the potential of what they could do with the character, he was all in. That's not just first episode, Sia, you're gone. So what are you saying, that the the bridge scene in Paris is a dream sequence? No, the way that I'd thought about it is that they have,
1: gone to paris they're celebrating their love maybe they've had a rocky patch and they come back together and they're the loves of each other's life and it's all wonderful and it shows you know the strength of their relationship and they've come through all this hard time together and then they come back to new york and he drops dead and so for me anything that is not a continuation of their happy ending is painful for me so whether he so so for me him dying is going to be the best option for them to break up. <laughs> sorry, sorry Mr. Big, but for them to break up or for them to have another tortured will they won't they? He's pulling away, she's chasing him. Ugh. Know, and she's already a- even her having an affair has sort of been done after yes. that kiss with Aiden in the second movie. They have wrung every but drop out of this relationship. It has to end and it can only
0: end with death. That's death. why maybe he has the affair he's on her. Had an affair. Has he had an affair on Carrie though?
1: Well, no, he hasn't had an affair on A- Carrie, C- but, but do we need to see that? I mean, right at, right at the very beginning of the series, if you remember, when they first started dating and then she found out that he was dating other women yes. as well. Do you but remember that? Wasn't that was cheating. It wasn't cheating, but it was still him seeing other women and then they had the big confrontation in the park and she said, don't you just want to stop? Don't you just want to stop with me? I just feel like it's all been done. It's all been done. So, okay, he... Kill him dead. By bang, she- <laughs> a knife in the back, a bullet, probably a heart attack because he's probably. had heart issues. Unless he dies in Paris, he could die no. in Paris, and then they'd have to get his body back home. It would all be very dramatic. That's what I think happens. No, oh please don't let Mister Bick die, please. Oh, look, I think it's okay. Would I think you he's, be okay? He's, Are you prepared he's, for this? He's, I think for me, because I'm so invested, and I hate myself for it. But don't I, hate yourself. I, love it. I, love it. But and grace I'm it. so invested, and as I've said. I have watched the final episode of Sex and the City. Forget the movies. I'm the final for episode,
0: love. real love. It's that that quote. You know, I'm looking for love, love, r- real, real love. Ridiculous, love. Ridiculous, inconvenient, consuming. Can't live without each other. Love. The Russian. What was that about? Did it, I never got the Russian? I absolutely Explain get the Russian because I me. have been
1: in that situation, and I really do feel that with Alexander Petrovsky, she has given up on the idea of love. And she has attached herself to a man who will never give her love. He will give her sex. He'll give lifestyle. her a lifestyle. He'll glamour. give her a trip to Paris, glamour, intellectual stimulation maybe. He'll give her music. But he will never give her love and she knows that. And I think she's made a deal with herself that she, she's never going to have that again. So she may as well have all the other things instead.
0: Very interesting
1: I, perspective. It's, it's thought
0: about that. It's a situationship which we have talked yeah, it about. It is actually. So if Big does die... Or they get a divorce. Do we want to see a reunion with Aiden? Oh, God, no. Please. Like, kill me as but well I as know, big, we're, really. We're both anti-Aiden, but there are women out there who are team Aiden, right? So- they are. But let's, let's get real about Aiden. Aiden's
1: a good guy and he is loyal to a fault and he sticks around like a dog with a bone and he would never leave his wife. So the only way for Aiden to make an appearance with Carrie, again, is if, if his wife's dead as well. But so maybe it, his wife and, and Big died together in like a... Maybe they train. were having an affair.
0: Maybe they were having isn't an affair. Isn't Carrie Aiden's kryptonite though? No, because
1: even when he came across her in the actual series, when they bumped into each other, he had a baby. And then in the second movie, he was never going to leave his wife for her. He would never do that. He's too good of a guy. I know. And but, I know, you know I'm being life. very literal. I know. Babies, I
0: know. marriage, divorce.
1: And also why would she want to go back to that insipid creature, really? I know. When you've had you Big, you're not going to go back to like Mr. Mr. <sighs> Mr. Kissy Kissy. But
0: maybe Aiden, after all the torture of the relationship and marriage with Big, maybe Aiden is a safe harbour. And would he want her after all she did to him? Not only did she, did she have an affair with this man, but then she eventually married him? Come nah. on, we've all thought about going back to that ex that treated us like shit just for a second. Yes, true. There is something there that's just...
1: I really hope he's in the series as someone who is an example of a gloriously happy life without the toxic ex who was awful to him. So yeah, maybe Carrie rings him
0: up and he rejects her. God, I hope so. God, I hope so. So can you for a moment assume Big is not dead? Who who (laughs) would be dead? Well, if it's not Big and it's not Samantha... Not Samantha. We know then that. Possibly Harry. He's in the trailer. So Steve's yes. in the trailer. We know Big Spack. Unless it's Aiden. Unless it's unless it's Aiden, and that makes Carrie reassess her but life. But then he.
1: Yes, it could be Aiden. It could be one of the. One of the more peripheral characters
0: No, but it's a big character ah, I yes, keep saying it's a big yes, character right. Which okay. is wanting us all to believe it's big I think it's trying to put us off course Aiden's a good one Because Aiden, it would
1: make her reassess everything And wonder if, in fact, he was the one who got away yeah. And he was the true love of
0: her life And make her reassess her marriage to big That's actually a really good theory Because we haven't seen any photos of John Corbett on set Yes At all So, so he maybe could just little... be in
1: a coffin Yes An open <laughs> casket Wow! All right, you heard. I think your you're focus. onto something.
0: I like. I this. I feel like that could really. Carrie's and living her wonderful life. She finds out that her ex, who she thought was the one, has passed away. And, and I it love this. Her to her core. I
1: love this journey for Aiden. I love him ending up in a casket. This is where he always should have been. He's just the worst character.
0: Okay. Another rumor is that two of the main characters are getting a divorce. So let's just yes. park Carrie and Big. If it's not them. Miranda and Steve, Harry and Charlotte. I am going to put my hand up and say it's Harry and Charlotte. I think you're right. I think it would be incredibly sad and unfortunate. And I know I keep saying
1: that, but it is life. But again, I think that Steve and Miranda came through their hard time. You know, Steve had that little affair. Miranda thought that she didn't love him anymore. Mm. They got back together. They made it through that. Brady will be... Off to college.
0: And Miranda is that woman who had to think about it for a long time, but when she realised she's a smart woman, she's analytical, and she said, he is the one for me. Yes.
1: So I don't think it's them.
0: So I want to hear your theory, why Harry and Charlotte? So from the trailer I've just been watching that's just been released, Harry and Charlotte are at a piano recital. Now, I don't know if it's Lily or Rose. I think it's Lily on stage. And when you cut to the shot of the audience, Harry and Charlotte are not sitting together. He's sitting behind her. <gasps> yes, He's not sitting next to her. Divorced parents. There is a very quick shot as well of Harry and Charlotte appearing at a door and a woman opens the door and it looks like a therapist office.
1: Wow. Wow. I also
0: think this is the only option for Charlotte's character because where else does she go? Yes. So what happens when you get everything you thought you wanted and it's still not enough? And we all know women around our age, who all they wanted was the husband and the kids and the lovely house and the nice car and the kids going to a good school. They got all of that and then they're miserable. Yes, 100%. And, in fact, the only hardship she
1: had, and I don't mean to underplay it, but she had the miscarriage, which was terrible, but then she ended up – adopting a beautiful girl, and then she had a baby. She had the marriage break up with Trey, but then she bounced back to Harry almost immediately. He pursued her. Mm-hmm. They broke up for a short time,
0: but it all worked out. Her but life has been blessed. Even the fertility issue, you know, that was such a drama, and then they ended up adopting, and then she still... Oh, they yeah. They still allow her to have a biological yep. child and yep. get pregnant. But how does this happen? Is this Harry having an
1: affair with a little young colleague is this her getting restless and deciding she wants to date the tennis instructor like so many in her family
0: i just feel like charlotte realizes there's more to life and charlotte just looks around one day in her beautiful manhattan apartment with her wardrobe full of gorgeous clothes and her two beautiful children and a loving husband and everything she ever wanted and went there's got to be more than this then she should get a job sammy (laughs) Harry's a great guy, and she should get a job. We all forget in the very first season she had a kick-ass career. She had a great career, she and she gave it all up in for that Trey. Art gallery, managing the art gallery. She worked really hard, and then all of a sudden she just turned into this woman who her whole life revolved around finding a rich husband.
1: Not only that, but once she and Trey broke up, so she got the rich husband, and then literally her whole life was wandering around her beautiful apartment, mm-hmm. putting fresh flowers on the table, walking
0: Elizabeth Taylor. Yes, correct. <laughs> So really, she should get a job. So we are in agreement that Charlotte and Harry they're divorce. Yes, the I'm ones. with you on that. All right, Miranda and a good case. Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Next item on the agenda mm. is um, Miranda. Mm. There is a rumour that Miranda could potentially be gay now. God there I so do love the lesbian in life storyline, and it always they? seems Miranda is involved. Remember, early on, uh, Miranda went to a baseball game and with her work colleagues, and one of them tried said, "I've got the perfect person I want to set you up with," yep. and it was a woman. And Then she pretended to be gay she because it. it gave her a leg up with the boss. She a bar. She took, to, she took the lesbian to dinner party.
1: Well, I was actually thinking that that it would have something to do with her career. She's always been very career focused. I feel like she's become. She's become president of her law firm, something like that, has a massive, massive job. Mm. Steve doesn't need to work anymore. You know, it's really hard with the bar. I know that they're writing COVID into the storyline, so perhaps his bar went down during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So Steve is a bit of uh, at a loose end. He's a house husband. Um, Brady's gone off to college, so they're empty nesters. And I feel like there would be a crisis in their relationship because of where they are at this time in their life, with her working really hard, with him not having much going on. Yes. Um, and I think that's where the tension would come from. Um, they might throw the lesbian thing in. I feel like mm-hmm. Miranda had plenty of opportunities to decide she was gay earlier on in life. Right. Um,
0: well, I mean, we do have um, Sarah Ramirez coming in, who plays Shea Diaz, a non-binary yes. queer stand-up comedian who hosts a podcast that Carrie is off and on. And we have seen photos of uh, that character and yes. Miranda on set together. Yes. What would you feel if Miranda has left Steve for a woman? Oh, look, hmm, let me think about that. I know, it's interesting. I'd be like, yeah, go, girl. What would I feel if
1: If Miranda left Steve for a woman? I would be distressed that Miranda left Steve for anyone because he's my favourite and I love him and I think he's terrific (laughs) and I think he's earned her devotion after all this no, time, so it, it wouldn't matter if it, if she was leaving for a woman or a man.
0: No, let him go. Let him go. Let him go and find someone who appreciates, who Steve adores for him, all that he
1: is. Yes, because she's never been particularly um, affectionate, no. the old Miranda. So yeah, it would probably be nice if he had somebody who just told him how fabulous he was. and uh.
0: All right. Uh, you're a writer. You're one of my favourite writers. I love the way you see the world and I'm curious about your story arc projection for each character. Okay. All right. All right, Carrie. So my mind sort of goes off into so
1: many different directions when I think about where this series is going to go. Mm. First of all, okay, this is, this is controversial. It's all controversial, but I think there needs to be a Me Too scandal. Okay. And so I was seeing for Harry and Charlotte a Me Too scandal. I think Harry, I don't think right. it's a stretch if they've been married for a long time, they've got a couple of kids. Charlotte's a bit boring; she's not working, Harry, she's not very though. interesting. Does it have to and be and maybe? Harry? But it doesn't have to be big. But maybe Harry just said something inappropriate. He's a bit of a crass guy, you know. He's he's like quite a got quite a basic sense of humor. I'm just wondering if he tone deaf guy, a bit a bit tone deaf. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he he inadvertently made mm. the wrong joke and got caught up in a Me Too scandal at work and they had to reassess their whole marriage and went to counselling because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect they work through it and they come together stronger than ever and he uses an apology and my my prediction for Carrie is if Big is dead, which, you know, you've made a very, very compelling case for Big not being dead. But either way, if they you know, if she starts dating, then I feel I, I see her having a whole lot of bad relationships with broken men in their 50s and 60s.
0: Oh, hello. We've all been there. Which which would be
1: fabulous to watch. I would love to see that. But I do see her realising that big or possibly Aiden was the love of her life and resigning herself to being forever alone because it's better than than being with any of these trashy men out
0: there. And she won't ever be alone because she'll have her girlfriends. Oh, yes,
1: yes. (laughs) Yeah, well, one of them's already (laughs) pissed off. like had enough of her. Which is
0: why it makes sense that Carrie would be reaching out to try and get her back. Very true. At true. the end of the series. Very true. All right. I love I love those story arcs. One thing I would really like to chat about um, before we finish up is the, the standards of beauty for women in their 50s. And we've seen a lot of photos from the set. Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't seem to have had any Botox or fillers. Miranda is gray and fabulous. The, there has been a lot of chat about the images that we have seen on set of yes. The Women and how they have aged. Yes. Because they are women in their 50s, they are not women in their 30s yes. anymore. And it's very it's
1: very challenging to look at images of women in their 50s because we have been so conditioned. To expect a certain kind of beauty ideal, and at the same time, we're so critical of that beauty ideal. And you can't win, I think. We want women in their 50s to age naturally, to not have Botox, to not, ha- not have fillers, to not have procedures, but then we criticise them for having natural faces. So then if they don't, we criticise them for being overdone. It's, it's an impossible
0: tightrope to walk. Who's we? Who wants women to age naturally? I don't care. If I get Botox, I've had filler. I I'm, I don't judge anyone else for doing that. I don't care. Go for it. When I say we, I mean, I suppose,
1: society and particularly the gossip magazines – you see the way that they talk about women and they post these photos and they will say one of two things. SJP is, isn't ageing well. Look at those wrinkles. Look at these shocking photos of her. And yet yeah. the flip side of that is that they'll also post photos and have close-ups of their lips or their eyes and say, what procedures do you think they've had? You know, she's had too much filler. She looks puffy. She looks mm. drawn. It's impossible. I think. I think whatever you do, if you're a woman of a certain age in the media, you're going to be criticised. And whilst I agree
0: with you that they should be able to do whatever they want, that's not the response that they're going to get. It's terrible. SJP actually did say when it comes to media critiquing the appearance of women, it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't approach. It almost feels as if people don't want us to be perfectly okay with where we are, whether we choose to age naturally and not look perfect or whether you do something to make you feel better. Spot on. So you really do think it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you get the work done, people are going to say, oh, look at her. She's had all the work. If you don't get anything done, people are going to say, oh, God, look at her. Absolutely. Look how old she looks. Absolutely. And I think the ideal is women who have had just
1: enough work to look like their age, um, but a beautiful version of whatever their age is. Anything that is a little too much work or not enough work is going
0: to be criticised. And it's. But but how do you feel seeing those photos on set? And look, when I saw those first photos of Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon with all the grey hair, I was a bit shocked. I didn't expect them to look that way. And I, I guess, I don't know, I just expected them to look like they did in the series. But the reality is they're 50-year-old women. This is what they look like. Yeah, but I think that's natural. And I think, I think what's happened is that we've
1: placed these women back onto the Sex in the City set, which is New York, in the type of clothes that they wore in character. Yeah. And so it's really like taking a movie poster of, imagine Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and suddenly there's the same movie poster but all the actors have aged 30 yes. or 40 years. I think it's that juxtaposition of of these ageing actors into the roles that they played when they were in their 30s. And it's been 11 years since the last movie. It's been 11 it's years. 11
0: years. It's, a, it's more than a decade.
1: You know, I went out with... Um, a group of my old school friends the other day and because we see each other regularly we we catch up say once a month and so I don't notice how we've all aged and I include myself in that but occasionally I'll bump into someone I went to school with who I haven't seen for 15 years and I get a shock I'm like oh my god that's an old man that's a middle-aged woman and so I think it's the fact that we haven't seen them over the past 11 years and we're suddenly seeing them back in character of course it's going to be shocking because mm. we're used to what we saw we'll get used to it once the yeah you know, once the series starts yeah so I think there's this weird dichotomy. On the one hand, it's fabulous that we women in midlife are allowed to be beautiful and sexy and and can be considered to be still attractive in our 50s, 60s and beyond. On the other hand, there's part of me that thinks, do we really have to? Like, we still are subject to these ridiculous, improbable, impossible beauty standards. When is it going to be okay for women just to be human beings and to have the focus on our characters and our intellects and our personalities and the good that we do in the world instead of our physical appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, and the fact that we even have to have this whole discussion yes. about it is And men a aren't exhausting. subject <laughs> men aren't subject to that scrutiny. <laughs> no one is analyzing whether George Clooney is still allowed to be hot,
0: you know? Oh, we've know. covered so much. There's so much to talk about. I've, I've really enjoyed all of your story arc projections. And you've won me over with yours. I think the dead Aiden is is very plausible. Dead I'm Aiden. looking forward to dead
1: Aiden in his casket. Sorry everyone. <laughs> Farewell dead Aiden. You
0: are looking forward to Aiden in his casket. Now A little got, too much. I'm concerned about
1: this. Now I'm feeling much more positive about
0: the whole show. <laughs> I brought you around. Brought you around from great. feeling like you weren't quite sure to now. I'm ready. You're ready. If Aiden ready. is in that casket, you're all in. I'm so in. I love this. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and let's reconvene during the series and then we'll reconvene at the end of the series to dissect everything that's happened. There will be much reconvening, Sammy. God, I can't wait. <laughs> do, 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 do. Because of copyright, I can't actually use the music, so <laughs> we'll just do